Hello and welcome to Unframed, conversations about the arts on CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon and streaming live around the world at cfcr.ca. I'm your host, Michael Peterson. With me tonight are two mural artists, Jaris and Josh. Thank you guys both for joining me. Thanks all for having me. Thanks for having me. Jaris, maybe if we start with you, you were born in Regina and grew up there to some extent? Correct, yes. But now Toronto-based. Yeah, I've been kind of traveling on the road for the last three or four years so I do frequently go to Toronto but I don't actually have a home Uh, I just have like places that I keep my stuff because you're traveling around quite a bit doing murals yeah I've been kind of full-time traveling for the last little while well that's that's great but how is what is that like when you're moving around that much you have to get efficient at packing and living out of a suitcase and like knowing what is worth bringing and what's not and have to like be able to sleep on couches and stuff like that well and you're in town to paint uh, a filipino mural or a mural for the filipino community here um yeah so i'm going to be painting someone from the filipino community here on uh, nine different panels that are going to be installed together to create one one piece so and this hasn't started as we're interviewing yeah i just here, got but... here so i've been prepping the panels but the I'm going to do a photo shoot with some people from the community on the weekend and then move forward from there. And are you preparing the panels in town here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I have a little studio space that I rented out. Okay. So how long are you in town for then? I don't go to Halifax until the 28th, okay. but I don't know how long I'm going to stay here. Like I'll, I'll stay here until I'm done and then maybe come back for the unveiling. If there's, I think there's like going to be an unveiling scheduled. and then, So basically I'll stay in Saskatchewan kind of until the 28th. And this mural that itself, then, you were saying you're going to be painting someone from the Filipino community. And uh, so Can you tell us a bit about how this came about? Or um, Yeah, I mean, they put a call out to do, basically, from my understanding, there was already a mural done by somebody from that community, and it got erased, or they built another building there, some sort of issue, like it got removed. So they've the people from the community have reached out and said they want to have another mural or something like that. So... The city reached out to like mural artists all over and I found out about it and because I'm from Saskatchewan it super intrigued me to come back here to have an excuse to come back here and then also just to like have something in Saskatoon permanent and I just thought it was a cool um, platform that they were like asking to do like with the whole installing panels on this brick building and stuff so yeah I like it. We had uh, Berto on a couple weeks ago, and he was some- saying something similar, which is like, you know, when that comes across your desk and it's something from home, it's uh, a little bit more intriguing maybe. Than yeah, for else. sure. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it, it would have been an intriguing project anywhere, but it definitely sweetens the deal. Yeah. Is this your first large scale mural here in Saskatchewan or have you um, been back before? Times? I've done some large scale murals in Saskatchewan. Um, not huge, but this will be my first like permanent mural in Saskatoon. And what building is it going on now? You're saying it's a on heritage this building? building? On this building. Yeah. The one we're in. The CFCRs. one we're in right now. <laughs> so going, but going on wood panels and then. Um, they're composite, like aluminum composite panels. So okay. like dye bond right. panels. And so I basically will paint them in sets of three because there's going to be nine and they're going to be stacked. They're eight by four each. So they'll be stacked to be 12 by 24 feet tall. And then, so I just sand them down and then prepare. Like I'm going to basically like grid out my painting into like nine sections so that I know what's going to be on each board and then when they install them they'll all be one piece. 
And you were saying you're painting someone from the community. Your style itself, for those who might not know, is quite realist in general. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I paint, um, I like paint stuff that I observe in, in the real world, and usually it's people. Um, so generally, I travel somewhere and then meet somebody and then choose to paint them. Um, so this, that's why another reason why this like falls right under what I want to be doing. Well, certainly, but I guess just for myself, when I've, at least within this city, when I sort of see the the graffiti or the murals that are going up, they're often not realist. There's more like pop art or other influences, and so I sort of wonder where that comes from for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely was into like drawing and painting from life when I was a little kid. My grandma paints, and so like I remember like painting my grandpa fishing from life, like when I was like five years old with like watercolors and stuff with my grandma. And then I've been into like drawing and painting from life um, for my entire life. And uh, I got into like doing graffiti just as like a side hobby when I was like in high school. Um, So then I didn't really, I kind of separated it totally from drawing and painting. I was still doing um, my own painting and and stuff like, and drawings um, separate to graffiti. And then I started liking using spray paint and liking painting outdoors and I liked, painting in public and just learning new process. And and so I kind of like brought it full circle and started painting people and painting large scale murals um, with spray paint and with bucket paint and whatever. Yeah. That's interesting because I remember being in school and having classmates who were very much into, you know, realist portrait painting and sort of lamenting the fact that it's not really done anymore or, you know, it is kind of, there's a lot of techniques that, I know um, a lot of street artists or mural artists or whatever don't really use that often anymore. It's not very common. And it's also techniques that are designed to be done with like oil painting or with pastels or drawing. So I have to like figure out my own way of um, translating that through like mediums that work on large scale. Yeah, because it's a painterly approach. So mm-hmm. what? How? Yeah, I really like, I try to like, what I like about realist painting is when you can see um the like hand of the artist like when you can see like that it was like economically done like there's just the right amount of painting on the painting it's not like overproduced, and so they those kind of like paintings they really highlight like the brush stroke and so in that way i try to like highlight the spray paint stroke like a brush stroke when i paint not trying to make it look like a brush stroke or maybe yeah kind of like emphasizing that it is a brush stroke if you look up close like that you can see it was done in one stroke sometimes like there'll be a little detail that like or just even like part of like a big gradient or something and it looks like it's like very finessely smoothly done and then when you get close that you see that it's like actually just like three or four rough strokes so that's kind of like the kind of painting that I like so it's kind of um, like going into like impressionism with with like somewhere in the in the media like in between um realism like academic realism and impressionism but using uh like you know mural materials and stuff like that so definitely based in art historical techniques and learning from their approaches but then yeah i've had a few different painters and, and um kind of mentor me throughout my life and so like guided me and then i find like a lot of influence from people that aren't necessarily in like the street art community there is a lot of street artists that I, I do like, but there's very few that I'm like, I feel that I'm very influenced by. Whereas there's a lot of um, just contemporary painters and like old master painters that I have like a lot of influence from. And yeah. 
But then, especially in your case, you're really having to project this much larger, you know, scale it very much up. So yeah. I'm assuming that was a process of sort of gradually getting to that size. Yeah, or? I mean, I started painting um, walls that I could do with like a small ladder or something like that. And then um, I recently just finished a wall that was 13 stories tall. Um, Is this in Ukraine? or uh, No, in, in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. Okay. In Ukraine, I did a wall that was about six stories tall. And that was kind of like what I was comfortable doing prior to that one in Gothenburg. Like I'd done a few that were like five or six stories, but then that one in Gothenburg was double that and then some. And so I had to like kind of adjust the techniques that I use to translate better on bigger scale. Because are you having then to take into account like the perspective of the viewer and how things are changing? Yeah, that's something that I always have to take in. And, and a lot of people are always like mystified at how that happens, but it's just a matter of like, um, like I know what the image like should look like. And then I use, I like, I'll back up and like, I can see the wall at a view that it's similar as if I was looking at a piece of paper, like, because in my viewpoint, the piece of paper is like eight and a half by 11. But if I back up enough, the wall could be like at the same as eight and a half by 11. And I can view it at that length and see if there's mistakes. And then when I'm at the wall, like, you know, four feet away from the wall or whatever painting, then I can just, I base it off of, um, different things that are already on the wall. So like sometimes I'll, I'll look straight up and I'll see like the edge of something and I know that it lines up directly straight down from that edge and then I'll paint it in and then I could look straight across or straight sideways. So sometimes I'm looking straight up like seven stories or something, or but it's still, you can see all the way straight up. So you're, you're that painter still backing away from the canvas. It just takes a little bit more work yeah. to back away. Yeah. If you have a boom lift, you can like just back up with the boom and like get like a few feet back to take a look or if you have like sometimes you have to like go all the way down like if you're on like a swing stage then you have to like go all the way up or all the way down and then go across the street but that's part of it yeah and you just meant the other thing i'll ask you then you mentioned that um you, you've been in sweden ukraine it seems like a lot of larger scale or just the fact that like mural and graffiti art is more widely accepted there or more visible maybe I don't um know. yeah i think they just caught on that it's actually like a really um, economical way to like change the neighborhood and like make a big difference like in Kiev um, the mayor is like funding this mural program and they've brought I think like I think their plan is to do 200 murals in Kiev this year or in the next two years and like when I'd been there they'd brought like 10 already and now there's been like 50 or something and so really if, like I don't know what the budget is for that whole entire project but the amount of change like the fact that like even when I was there I saw like you know 10 or 20 murals in this one neighborhood and they're, they're everywhere. So it's like this open air museum that gets created. And there's also a lot of like attention through social media that comes onto Ukraine. And like people think of Kiev as maybe like this place that isn't safe or something. And like, because now that there's all these murals happening and stuff and like people see that it's like trendy and that it's like, there's, you know, a community here for artists and like people are into it and stuff. So that's cool. Um, in Sweden, it's a similar thing where they just like the government knows that it's, a, you know, an economical way to, to change the landscape and that people are into it and that they, it has a lot of meaning for them. So people think of like, oh, like a mural, like that costs so much money to do, but like considering, you know, how big of an impact it has on like an entire area, depending on how far you can back up, like it's kind of a cheap way to change things. And I said last question, but this will be the last one, if that's yeah, all no right. Worries. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll switch over to you, Josh, uh, is that you were talking about changing that neighborhood. and. I'm just wondering what sort of for you the sort of perception of impact is for viewers of seeing like sort of realist paintings at such a large scale. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I get to talk to people on the ground every now and then and get all sorts of different feedback and stuff. With, and usually it's positive. Um, I try to like, you know, I have like a responsibility to the community of like painting something nice because I'm just coming there and painting it and leaving. So I try to like take in as much as I can. I think like my duty as an artist, even in just society, is to like kind of observe things and then reflect them in the way that I see them because like I've been, you know, given this opportunity to actually reflect back like other people you know are into art and like art but they you know have a nine to five that they have to do they don't have the opportunity to like do it so they want to see what an artist's interpretation of things are and like so as the artist you have to you have like a duty like a just a moral responsibility to do something that people are going to enjoy and so you try to do what you can and so like when I paint people I try to paint people from that neighborhood and from that like kind of embody um the whole surrounding the best that I can, like using, um, you know, sometimes like ambiguous figures that like people can relate to have had all sorts of different, um, comments on like what people, who people think that the person is or where the, like all sorts of interesting stuff. So it it generates some conversation. That's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh, we'll, we'll move over to you now. We had the chance to meet, um, I want to say a month or two back as part of street meet. Yeah, uh, a little bit there. So you, you did a mural there on the side of a building, and now are doing one even larger scale. So, uh, can you take us maybe? Uh, so you're from Saskatoon, but have stayed here. So uh, maybe you can take us a bit through what that process has been like. Sort of growing up in a city where only recently, I'd say, is like graffiti or mural art really getting accepted. Yeah. What was it like starting out here? So yeah, I've like like you said, I've been born and raised here, and I've I've stuck around just because I've. I've seen I've seen potential here in the city to kind of expand the graffiti art that I was originally doing, but we've all we have a good community here of graffiti artists, and we have a lot of up and coming art that that I think has a lot of potential. Um, I've I've been kind of gradually expanding to from like like smaller stuff doing like graffiti, and I think that now that people are kind of coming around to the idea of like larger scale painting and I think in a lot of other cities it's it's becoming more accepted and I think the timing is good here a lot of people are kind of opening up to the idea of of placing larger work in like public spaces that isn't um, so hidden and kind of away from the the public and so I've I've thought lots about traveling and stuff but like I have I have a family here and I've I've been been here a while and I, I like to travel but I see the city as being a good place to to get roots and to kind of expand from so well and you're starting to have um, murals going up throughout the city there was the street meet one is on avenue i want to say e and 20th yeah yeah and then you had one on 33rd that's still there that was a is that two years ago that it was a commission from uh, i think that was about three okay might even be four years ago it was the first placemaker um that i did there with with the city so right and then now the one that you're doing currently is going up on the drinkle building is that correct yeah yeah. And I know when I was talking with the city, there isn't an official record of this, but they believe it's the largest mural in Saskatchewan. That's, yeah, I don't know the official, but I think it, from the, it seems like it is, yeah. So, yeah, very, obviously, within our confines anyway, going large yeah. scale, so. Yeah, no, and for me, it was, it was a pretty big jump, but uh, I really, I like working big, so it's, yeah, it was a good opportunity. Well, and is your process similar then when you're working in large scale here of like stepping back and looking for guide marks or yeah um 
like Doris had said too, like you're kind of looking around, like you can't really step back. And because I'm on a swing stage, it's like you really have to go all the way to the ground, get off, and like walk a block. So you're really you're just looking at whatever you did last and checking around to make sure that it all kind of fits. And like for me, I try and spread color evenly and try to make sure that like the actual movement and the shapes kind of follow a pattern. But to keep that pattern going, it's really just kind of intuition and following like what color you did last and like trying to keep this scale um, like all in perspective all at once without actually having to to walk back. And well, because to take us through your style, it's more geometric and more abstract, I would say. But yeah. I'm I not sure how you would describe it. But. Yeah, I would say it's 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 geometric. It's it's abstract. It's kind of. Um, like a color plays a big role of how all the colors kind of play off each other and like um i try to hide images within the like shape so that it always isn't immediately visible so it kind of takes you a second to kind of soak it in and, and look a little longer just just to kind of separate all the layers and so what i do is I, yeah i try to build up layers of, of color and kind of make it like really intricate and and as clean as i can like i make i try to make sure that everything's just basically neat and clean as as possible which when you're that far away it's kind of like what's the point but really when you look back you can you can kind of make out that everything's pretty crisp and so, I'm used to working at ground level too so it's a little a little different but well, and yeah working at ground level with extensions and such to get to the yeah tire. yeah yeah I've used like booms and stuff on like at the Broadway theater too and then that one was uh few different styles of lifts and stuff and that's always a lot of fun too so that makes it <laughs> another experience altogether too because it's like this drinkle building project was um a lot of it was really construction work to get it to the point it's at like we had to restore the wall is from 1913 so it's a really old brick that had a lot of the paint was pretty rough too so just to get it down to the base layer took quite a while and once we got all the the paint and we have a good base and it's all cocked it was nice to get to like the actual painting part but um yeah it was it was interesting too because it's like i learned a lot about the history of the drinkle building and like the like the founders of all the buildings in the city and and uh just to kind of be part of a building that has such a history and to be like scraping off like old signs like there's an old orange crush sign and an old seven up sign and we're like chipping away and suddenly it's like orange crush and then you go a little further and it's seven up and it was just it was cool to learn that kind of history of the building too so you get to peel off all the layers and yeah back to the and then to to get it right down to the base brick and then kind of build from there it was and yeah pretty cool <laughs> and i know from your work that i saw during street meet you're also even though it is less representational you're still responding to the environment and yeah. responding to other so if you don't mind how has that sort of influenced this piece um well when i designed the piece initially because i've lived here basically my whole life i know what role the river plays and like how much it kind of like for festivals and and like walking and biking and i used to bike trails quite a bit um what came to mind when i was thinking of the city was the river and then the seasons changing and because we have such a regular all the seasons are kind of all the same length but really extreme i just wanted to kind of like include the change of the seasons the change of the landscape like sharing uh 
sharing the city with like nature and and because the geese are everywhere basically in the summer it just kind of seemed like the right place or the right yeah give people something that connects again to this community so. yeah yeah and, and that's definitely important too like you like jar said you're really you're trying to you have a responsibility when you're doing something in the public like that for so many people to 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 have in their in their space it, you have it's, it's important to respect their um the city where you live and like to keep in mind um just yeah and, and it's it's really empowering to to be be able to do that but you have to be very respectful of of well, and considerate of what you're doing <laughs> which i think is really it's great because i think there's this misconception among graffiti often of that that comes from tagging and that comes from that sort of vandalism aspect that some people sort of tie into this other side can, can you tell us about what it's been like getting started here because i mean yeah well there's there's no doubt that in my opinion that the tags even no matter how good or bad they are they add something to an alley and they're interesting and they give it character and personality and the the more you you kind of notice it without it it would almost be as, as some people might see it as kind of ugly or wrecked but like a lot of ways without it it might look it just it wouldn't have the same feeling it's like no one really lives here no one um and just the feedback and that's what drew me to it in the first place was was the fact that it was a way of expressing without going through the the, the streamlined way of, of getting that chance to be creative and, and to share your um, your thoughts and feelings publicly and so it was um, there's yeah it's been it's been tricky to kind of get that established here and, and accepted because I think the main like the the attitude here is still fairly it's it's come a long way but it's we had there's a couple periods there where it was kind of iffy but there's been like the Worman Road wall has kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to to the fact that there can be really colorful interesting art that that can be right there and, and people really responded well to it and it kind of got momentum and we gained like um, like Confederation Tunnels was another thing that kind of brought the attention to the the alley was being vandalized a lot and but and people were scared to go in there but it, it made it something that people were more comfortable walking into and, and just change the that like um, the feeling you got when you're walking through kind of thing and that notion of those free walls those areas to practice are, are so important for a city too right like just us gaining some of those so people have places where you can go in yeah yeah no and white buffalo was a big start for a lot of people here and it was a really really cool that they had that, that there was a place to kind of refine that and um and there's others but yeah it's an important part it's, yeah. it's good because like i think people that want to do graffiti or something or get into it like they're the ones that are probably more prone to doing like really disrespectful vandalism because they don't get it yet. But like once you, you know, start wanting to do graffiti for a long time and not be arrested or something like that, then you like actually vandalize with quite a bit of respect and you're very careful about where you yeah. vandalize and, uh, and which it makes it interesting in itself is like vandalism with respect. Like it's like mm -hmm. an oxymoron and like free walls allow like toys or like beginner writers or something to like, go mess up something that isn't the city, you know, necessarily, or, or a really, you know, nice spot, like a bridge spot or something where writers have been going and like respecting it and, and whatever for a long time, then 
if you have a free will, like if you don't have a free will, then maybe some kid is just going to go there not knowing anything and never having met any of those people and just ruin it all or something like that or go like do it in on like some like yeah. starting business or something and like then they get fined by the city and become like a double victim or something like that. So like I think it's a good thing to have. When you're talking, this isn't a world that I'm terribly connected to, but it sounds like there's a certainly a sense of community, but also a sense of sort of ways of going about things within. Yeah, like everybody has their own approach. Like you can't ever like, you know, dump it all into like one um, category, like this is graffiti and this is art or something, because each person has like their own, you know, level on that scale of like, you know, what, you know, even the ones that are the most dedicated to, you know, vandalism and living like counterculture type lives, um, they still like, you know, they put some sort of artistic merit into it because they do think about how they're designing their, their graffiti, especially if they're doing it over and over again. And, um, you know, whether that design comes from just being able to do it quick or fast, like that in turn does, you know, influence their design and is, you know, a type of artwork or whatever. So like, yeah, each, each person has their own, like they can be judged at, at their own scale. Like, you know, what, what, not, I don't like when people try and like um, just classify or like name a certain thing like as one thing or the other. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely in that community. It's kind of, it's tricky because there are, there are like different categories you can be put into, but I mean, it's all kind of branched off of the same idea, but but you can refine each kind of area, but there's there's not necessarily a... Yeah, the categories are very loose, like, and yeah. very vague, like, yeah, it's art, so. Yeah. yeah. There's no boundary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're coming up to the end of the interview. I'll just ask one more question to the both of you and, yeah. and probably end there, but we're, we're talking about that creative side, but, well, uh, Jaris, you're traveling around the world now doing murals, and Josh, you're doing repeated ones in the city. There's obviously an aspect of the business side, which is that sort of applying and receiving grants, or, I mean, there's a certain officializing that comes, and if you don't mind to sort of, like, I guess I would just sort of say, like, what's that like, or is there advice you'd offer for those who are there coming up and sort of moving through that? Hoping to get to that stage. Um, so, like, I don't. I try to separate myself from the business side of it a lot. I have um, like a manager, and I, I don't really call her my manager, but I guess that would be the best name for her. But so she knows what kind of stuff I like and knows what I'm into and what I'm not into. And there was like a point where I kind of had to be business savvy about it um, when I was like 19 and 20 to like be able to fund the lifestyle that I wanted to live um, through doing like commercial murals and stuff like that. But like. I'm just happy to like have been able to like get over that hump and like separate myself from um, worrying about the business side too much. And then um, that way, like, I mean, I'm privileged because I like get to, you know, travel places and on other people's budgets, but like, I'm not really in it for um, to like have a bunch of money at the end or, or even, you know, have anything at the end except for to have like, you know, progressed as an artist and like, have left um, some stuff behind so yeah no I, I, I agree with that too and I've there is a business side that that goes into it and certainly when you're first getting established it it's challenging to get funding and to uh, to get over that stage of getting getting your name out there and getting uh, getting the, the money in place to do it um, I 
personally, I do. I don't mind the business side. I think it's kind of, it's just another aspect. I think the whole thing, it's like, it, it's all, all of it together kind of makes up something that's, there's a variety in your work. You can't really get bored. <laughs> <laughs> and so just being able to kind of work with like renting things and, and getting permissions from buildings and dealing with like financing it and, um, yeah, the logistics. Like the planning and logistics side can be, fun, yeah. can be, or, can be pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. And there's always something that comes up and it's, it's like, there's a lot of problem solving and like the guaranteed something will go wrong. Go wrong. Yeah. There's just no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> I think like, the important part is to just, you know, be able to separate, um, your artwork yeah. and like your artistic path from the business side, like being, doing the business side as like a survival, you know, for you and your well being or your family's well being or whatever is important but then like not letting it affect your artists. Like there's a lot of good artists that, you know, get, um, you know, they get success out of nowhere some t at some point and then they end up plateauing because they have this success that they don't need to progress any further. And that's kind of like just wasted potential and can be a shame. So that's like the most important thing is just being able to separate your artwork and yeah. your business career. Yeah, it's, it's true. It, and like to not let the, like the logistical side and then the business become in the back of your mind while you're creating mm -hmm. like you can't do both at the same time and and that's where it becomes a challenge because if you're trying to think about money and like making sure that you can finish the project that's you want to be thinking about actually creating and like painting and and trying to do those two things simultaneously that can get tricky mm -hmm. <laughs> but well thank you guys and thanks for joining joining us here you're very welcome yeah thanks thank a lot i appreciate it Again, you're listening to Unframed, conversations about the arts on CFCR 90.5 FM. The two murals we've been discussing are going to be going up around Saskatoon in a couple weeks. One on the side of our building here, and the other, which by the time of this airing will probably be complete, on the Drinkle building. A reminder, you can follow us on social media. We're Unframed Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you'd like to hear this episode again or any of our past episodes, you can go to unframedradio.com or on iTunes. And also just want to give an opportunity for you two guys to give out your contacts. If yeah, I mean, I have social media. It's at Young Jarrus on Instagram. And you can, or Emmanuel Jarrus on Facebook. It's my Facebook page. And I'm uh, E underscore Evac on Instagram. And uh, you can go to my website at evac1.com. Evac being your... That's, yeah, your graffiti name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys again for joining us. You're Thanks welcome. a lot. Thank you.